And now, the 50s experience with Tony Thomas on Wave Radio Boston. So, kids, let's go indeed. This is Wave Radio Boston, which for the next hour or so will be Internet Radio for the 45's generation. This is the 50's Experience. I'm your host, Golden Oldie, Tony Thomas. I'll be spinning stacks and stacks of 50's wax just for you. So I'm back again. This is episode two of the 50's Experience, and... Uh, uh, the folks here at Wave Radio Boston were nice enough to invite me back after that uh, first one, and I'm happy about that. In fact, I, I really appreciate the uh, encouraging words from the staff here uh, about episode one and uh, anxious to uh, continue. Um, and uh, we didn't, I got good feedback from the staff here, but uh, I'm not sure how the listeners took it. Uh, I know that they told me that there were no strange packages left on their door, no white powder or any uh, wires. So I think that's at least a good sign anyway. In fact, the only real pushback I got from that first show was from Joshua. <laughs> and uh, he was really disappointed that I didn't play Refrigerator Rock by the Frigidaires. But, uh, you know, I, I think he'll get over it, and, and I'm hoping that I can make it up to him somehow. But anyway, uh, this is episode two, and uh, uh, the first episode was in uh, Studio One of Wave Radio Boston, and now I'm in Studio Two of Wave Radio Boston. So it's uh, very nice studio. It's very different from the first one, but the first one was great in its own way as well. So on this show, I just really want to continue to play the songs from the artists that were part of my 50s experience. And on my first show, I kind of bemoaned the fact that I didn't play all the songs and artists that I would have wanted to. I had uh, limit, tried to limit myself to about an hour, and uh, I have so much... Uh, 50s experience, so now I'm going to have a chance to play uh, some of uh, my other favorite artists and songs from that period. And um, so this being uh, Studio 2 and this being Episode 2, I figured that I would just play two songs from each artist, and uh, that way we could cover a little bit more ground than we did in the first one. And uh, so in the uh, way that I've been doing it, according to my experience, I will play the first song that I ever heard from the artist, and then I'll play another favorite that I have. And um, in the lingo of the 50s, this means we will be having a show with twin spins for your listening pleasure. So let's begin with two singles from this great artist. You ain't nothing but a hound dog The crying all the time You ain't nothing but a hound dog Crying all the time Well, you ain't never caught a rabbit And you ain't no 
Presley with Hound Dog and Dopey Cruel. Those two songs were uh, the A side and the B side of the same record, came out in July of 56. And uh, in those days, especially with the beginning of uh, his career in popularity, uh, the A side, the B side didn't matter. They both got to number one. So uh, just a matter of time which one uh, eventually came in second. And uh, you know, this was the time, July 56, when uh, these were his first real popular with everybody recordings. He had had uh, many songs before that, but uh, these were the first popular ones. And uh, the start of his uh, many songs in his career, and also for Golden Oldie Tony, the start of high school. And uh, what a what a ride. But... Uh, try to go over that now I try i know i'll never recapture it but i'll try to do that for you and for myself as well so um we uh give tribute to elvis and the beginning of his popularity and uh hound dog and don't be cruel so let's continue with uh, some more twin spins <laughs> Thank you. 
goodbye Ain't that a shame My tears feel like rain Ain't that a shame You're the one to blame Oh well Goodbye Although I cry Ain't that a shame Fats Domino. And before that, another one of his great songs, Ain't That a Shame. That was the first one that I ever heard from him in uh, uh, summer of 55. And uh, he had had apparently others before that, but uh, uh, that was the first one I heard from him. And then Blueberry Hill, which is, a, of course, a classic for him. And um, actually, he had a record called The Fat Man way back in 1950. And some people uh, want to call that the first rock and roll record. And uh, there's so many first rock and roll record speculations that uh, it's, it's kind of fun to, for somebody from that era to listen to those speculations. But anyway, he was certainly a, a, a major figure in uh, the 50s. And before that, Larry Williams, uh, Boney Maroney, and Slow Down. 
So Larry Williams was, uh, he was there. He wasn't a major thing for me or for the people that I uh, uh, associated with at the time, but he was there, and those songs were uh, very representative of him. And uh, I think supposedly, uh, you know, we didn't know this at the time, but supposedly uh, the record company were kind of thinking of him as maybe a replacement for Little Richard. Because Little Richard did something really weird back in, like, 1958. Uh, he, he, like, quit rock and roll and went into the ministry. And so, obviously, with a career like that, the record company really wanted to uh, try to take advantage of it. So some people thought uh, Larry Williams would be a replacement for Little Richard, but uh, I believe he stands well on his own. I mean, we enjoyed those songs. As, as I say, they weren't major, but we enjoyed them. And in fact, uh, he had uh, Slow Down and also another one uh, that I didn't play, Dizzy Miss Lizzie, that were covered by the Beatles, after all. So, um, you know, he drew attention uh, on a very positive way uh, at that time period. <clears throat> because, remember, um, the Beatles were teenagers <clears throat> when these songs were out, just like I was. So, so that's um, uh, another set of uh, songs from my era that I really enjoyed, those people that I enjoyed. Uh, it's a lot of fun to think of those, but I think... Uh, the time has come finally on the uh, golden oldie show here to talk about the elephant in the room. And uh, it's a little bit of a discussion. It was then, and uh, in some ways, from what I hear these days, it still is now. And the elephant in the room that I'm speaking of is Pat Boone. Uh, Pat Boone uh, is a famous singer. Uh, many, many hits. Uh, we can probably talk about some of those later, but uh, let's talk about the situation with Pat Boone in his early career back in uh, 1955 and in that era. Uh, that was an era uh, where there was still a lot of uh, situations having to do with segregation and so forth, especially in the South, but uh, where it was very definite. But in the North, uh, in, uh, in the Northeast, uh, there were still those elements of it, and uh, in terms of the academics of it, they were certainly being discussed, even if there wasn't a, a lot of activity in that area. And so the grown-ups at the time, remember I was a teenager then, the grown-ups at the time thought that they had to protect us from the music uh, of the black people. Uh, the so-called Negro music is what they, the way it was politely and correctly referred to at the time. Uh, and the genre that developed around the blues and uh, country things combining uh, came to be known, at least at the time, as rhythm and blues and R&B. And so it was referred to uh, the, the uh, music, the so-called Negro music of the time, was referred to as R&B then. And uh, R&B still exists today and a little bit different, and, uh, but, uh, you know, it, uh, that's where the term started in those days. And uh, the uh, R&B music, it's, it's even hard for me to believe, and I lived through it, that uh, a lot of the mainstream rock and roll stations didn't want to play R&B music. 
they thought it was just not good and especially not good for those teenagers, our, our white teenagers. Uh, we shouldn't expose them to this music. And so uh, the, in the early days, like 55 and even some of 56, uh, it was hard for me and my friends to hear that. And yet we would every so often hear a song either on the radio or somebody would get a record. And we'd say, wow, you know, that's beautiful stuff. And um, finally, some of it started to leak through. We heard Little Richard, one of the first ones on the radio, on the mainstream radio. But um, this is, sounds so cliche-ish. But I actually would, we actually, our friends found a radio station in our area that at 10 o'clock on Sunday nights would play R&B from 10 to 11. And I literally was under the covers with a transistor radio listening to this. I mean, that is a cliche, but it really happened. And uh, finally, all of, the, uh, uh, all of this straightened itself out, and uh, everybody realized that this was good music for everybody. And, uh, but uh, Pat Boone was asked, and I'm not sure whether it was his choice or not, but he was asked... He was a country, basically a young country singer coming up, and he was asked by his record company to cover some of these R&B songs so that they could be played on the mainstream radio. And uh, so he uh, covered many of the R&B songs, uh, including uh, the two that I'm going to play for you. And um, he would have to sing these things to keep his job basically i've heard him speak of this later actually and uh that was his job then uh and so he covered fats domino he covered little richard and uh, those are the two i'm going to play for you and then uh just to show you uh perhaps how silly it seemed to us kids that this was not allowed uh, I'm going to play the Tutti Frutti of Little Richard. So let's listen to uh, Pat Boone's R&B covers in his introductory years. You made me cry When you said goodbye Ain't that a shame My tears fell like rain said we'll part ain't that a shame my tears fell like rain ain't that a shame you're the one to blame farewell goodbye although I'll cry
She's the gal that I love best to the fruity, how fruity, to the fruity, how fruity, who to the fruity, how fruity, to the fruity, how fruity, to the fruity, how fruity. Come on, Papa Luma, Bob, 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 I got a gal, her name's Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. I got a gal, her name's Daisy. Drives me crazy. She's a real gone cookie. Yes, sirree. Pretty little Susie is the gal for me. Tootie fruity, all fruity. Tootie fruity, all fruity. Woo, tootie fruity, all fruity. Tootie fruity, all fruity. Tootie fruity, all fruity. Crazy. Got a gal named 
know what you do to me, to the food. Tutti Frutti, and before that, Pat Boone with Tutti Frutti, and Pat Boone with Ain't That a Shame, uh, which would eventually be a Fats Domino hit. Uh, So uh, this was the situation. This was the era of the 50s. Uh, This is what we had to put up with. (laughs) And finally, uh, it mellowed out to the point where all of us got to hear all of the music uh, that was out there, which is a, a wonderful thing for all of us. So uh, having gone through that, I think let's let's consider the real Pat Boone. I, the Pat Boone that I liked and that my friends liked was the one that sang the ballads and uh, uh, the songs that really uh, made use of his voice the best and his personality and so forth. So let's hear a few songs about the real Pat Boone, and then we'll summarize that whole situation. On a day like today We pass the time away Writing love letters in the sand How you laughed when I cried Each time I saw the time
love letters in the sand. So, from my experience and my own opinion, uh, that's the real Pat Boone. Uh, unfortunately, he had to wear those white bucks and those white pants and seem so clean and everything, but, uh, uh, you know, that was one extreme that we laughed at, and then the uh, R&B stuff was the other extreme that we laughed at. I, I don't think we were that smart. It just seemed obvious that a lot of this stuff was just ridiculous. But anyway, we could enjoy the music, and that's what uh, this is mainly all about. So um, let's just reflect on uh, what we've just heard. Uh, Pat Boone, uh, he was basically second only to Elvis Presley as the U.S.'s most popular and successful male artist during this period that I'm involved in in the 50s. Uh, he had, uh, I don't know, just... 
about four years of uh, success uh, on the charts and uh, with uh, number ones and one or more songs on the charts. And actually, he had uh, just one kind of song on the charts from 55 to 64, actually. And uh, so he was a force, and he was a presence for us that were listening at the time. And when he sang those songs we just heard, it was great. And when in the early days when he sang those other songs, it, you know, it was just not the same. But when you think about it, the song that I played for you, Ain't That a Shame, the cover, uh, was number one song. Uh, he also covered uh, Ivory Joe Hunter, uh, I Almost Lost My Mind, a great R&B song, which we finally got to hear. Number one, uh, he also uh, covered Don't Forbid Me, which was written by a, a writer named Charles Singleton and uh, did not sing it, uh, but Pat Boone sang it to number one. Um, he was number one with Love Letters in the Sand. He was number one with April Love. Um, he also, at the time, I only wanted to play two songs, but uh, I could have played Moody River, but technically it was in 61, so I didn't. I didn't. That was also number one in that, in that period. Uh, all of these were number one except the Tutti Frutti cover itself. So um, he was a force. Uh, he was representative of a kind of a dark time, and, and yet he was representative of the best of the 50s in terms of the music that he sang toward the end of the 50s and, and on and on, actually. All right, well, that's uh, Pat Boone as I saw him in my experience. But I'd say, uh, come on, everybody, let's listen to something completely different now.
says No dice, son, you gotta work late Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime Son, you gotta make some money If you wanna use the car to go right next Sunday Oh, well, I didn't go to work Told the boss I was sick Now you can't use a car Cause you didn't work a little Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime Well, I called my congressman and he said, quote, I'd like to help you, son, but you're too young to vote. Sometimes I wonder what I'm going to do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime Listening to the 50s experience on Wave Radio Boston. Now back to the golden oldie himself, Tony Thomas. Like bulldog, 
the papers and the trash Or you don't get no spending cash If you don't scrub that kitchen floor You ain't gonna rock and roll no more Don't go back Just finish cleaning up your room Let's see that dust fly with that broom You just put on your coat and hat And walk yourself to the laundromat And when you finish doing that Bring in the dog and put out the cat Don't go back Wait a minute. Did my father write that? Those hoodlum friends outside? Oh, no. George and Joe, they'd be really disappointed now if they heard that. Oh, man. But that's the way it was in those days. And uh, Yakety Yak by the Coasters was a great song for all of us. And the parents had fun with it, too. So uh, at least the parents that I knew had fun with it. I'm not sure about the others, because that might have been one of those R&B songs. I'm not sure. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the all-time favorite for me from the Coasters, though, was Searchin'. And uh, that's the one I played first for you. And uh, the the Coasters were um, originally the Robins. And uh, they were playing. They weren't as wide known. I never heard the Robins un- until later, uh, where we lived. But uh, in the earlier days of the R&B, they were, uh, they were a very prominent band in R&B, uh, group in R&B. Uh, and then uh, they were an L.A. group, and they uh, were attracted attention from Atlantic Records. And uh, Atlantic Records has their main everything in New York City at the time, at least. And so they wanted to sign the Robins. And, uh, but the Robins would have had to move to New York City. And only two Robins were willing to live in L.A. and go to New York City and live in L.A. and go to New York City. And uh, they called them the Coasters because they were going to travel from coast to coast. And uh, they added a couple more people and they became uh, the Coasters. And uh, Searchin and Yakety Yak were certainly a great result of that. And um, before that was Eddie Cochran. Eddie Cochran, uh, first song that I heard from Eddie Cochran was Come On, Everybody. But the song that's my favorite from Eddie Cochran is Summertime Blues. And uh, many different versions of Summertime Blues have come along since then. Uh, some 
appreciated more by uh, certain uh, eras of music than others, but um, I'll take the uh, I'll take the '50s version. I, I don't think you'd be surprised by that. Uh, and Eddie Cochran was an interesting person. Uh, he really. Um, you know, there's so many genres if you want to get academic, but even kids had the, uh, uh, at that time, had the uh, idea of rockabilly. And rockabilly really being like uh, an extension of the blues, like a speeded up blues, uh, something like country swing. All these things were happening at the time. It was a, just a wonderful time for music. So uh, it ended up that something that was uh, sped up blues, sped up R&B, uh, was uh, called rockabilly. And certainly you can hear that uh, in Eddie Cochran. You can uh, hear it in Elvis. You can hear it in all, a lot of things in the Memphis area and so forth. And you can hear it, uh, if I were to play it, which I did play one uh, in my first show from Gene Vincent. Uh, and the reason I mention that now, not just because uh, Gene Vincent was more of a rockabilly guy, uh, but because uh, he and Eddie Cochran were friends. Uh, they uh, were friends. They performed together. And, in fact, uh, Eddie Cochran uh, died early. Uh, he died very young in a car accident uh, in England. And Gene Vincent was with him in the car. And uh, he... Uh, was not uh, he was injured, but he was not uh, not killed. But uh, Eddie Cochran died early in 1960 uh, in a car accident in England. So we never got to hear everything, but he got a lot out there, and uh, it was all enjoyable for me. So that's a, a kind of a speeded up one, a nice one, a rocking one. So let's slow it down and uh, listen to the songs that are coming up next. It's not for me to say You love me It's not for me to say You'll always care Oh, but here for the moment I can hold you fast And press your lips to mine And dream that love will last As far as I can see This is heaven And speaking just for me It's ours to share Perhaps the glow of love will grow With every passing day Or we may never meet again But then it's not for me to say 
speaking just for me It's ours to share Perhaps the glow of love will grow With every passing day Or we may never meet again But then it's not for me to say Now back to the golden oldie himself, 
Tony Thomas. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. All in the wonderful game that we know as love. You have words with him, and your future's looking. Once in a while he won't call But it's all in the game Soon he'll be there at your side With a sweet kiss Son, speak to her, Mr. Rainbow, and take her under your branches, Mr. Tree. Whisper to her, Mr. Wind, sing to her. Mr. Robin and Mrs. Moonlight put in a word for me. Tell her how I feel. It shouldn't end this way. Since you are all her friends, 
she'll listen to whatever you have to say. Babble to her, Mr. Brook. Kiss her for me, Miss Raindrop. And watch to see they all do. Please, Mr. Sun. Babble to her, Mr. Brook. Kiss her for me, Miss Raindrop. And watch to see they all do. Please, Mr. Sun. The melodious sounds of Tommy Edwards and Please, Mr. Sun from 1959. And before that, It's All in the Game from 1958. Both of those were uh, charts, high charts. Uh, it's All in the Game actually made number one. Um, Please, Mr. Sun, number 11, got up to 11. And in those days, boy, anytime you got over 40, uh, number 40, it was uh, quite a success. And it was a dog-eat-dog time in, the, in those days for popularity. There were so many great songs. And actually, Tommy Edwards uh, was a late bloomer because uh, each of those songs, It's All in the Game and Please, Mr. Sun, he actually recorded each of those songs Ten years earlier, well, eight years earlier, 51 and 52, and they made the charts, but uh, they didn't make any kind of a wave at all then. And they uh, re-recorded those for MGM Records, and uh, they were very successful in that time, and uh, we enjoyed, enjoyed Tommy Edwards. And before that, Johnny Mathis, uh, another icon of the era, and many other eras after that. Um, I don't have any statistics on Johnny Mathis, but I'm sure they would start to come close to some of the, the most popular ones over the years, not just the 50s. <clears throat> but uh, the first one that I heard from him uh, was in 56, when I was just starting to go into high school. Uh, it's not for me to say. One of my favorites from him, but pff, there's so many favorites, it's hard to separate them. And then the second one, Chances Are, uh, which was about a year later in the next year, in 57. Uh, both of them were uh, in the uh, uh, number one hits in that time. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I've, again, a lot of these things we never knew at the time. We just listened to the music. But later, I found out that uh, Johnny Mathis has a Boston area connection, uh, which all of it surprised me. And the connection is through his sports abilities. Uh, he was a high jump champion at San Francisco State College. He was brought up in, in the San Francisco area and went to San Francisco State College. And uh, he was very prominent as a high jumper there. In fact, he set a high uh, jump record for college uh, at the time, uh, which I'm sure has been broken since then, but uh, it was pretty amazing at the time. And the Boston connection comes from the fact that his main competitor in the city of San Francisco was Bill Russell. And Bill Russell and uh, Mathis were always fighting for number one in the uh, high jump 
uh, and other track and field events in uh, the San Francisco area. So even though he's a San Francisco guy, we can think of him uh, having a Boston connection. So those are the smooth uh, parts of the 50s and uh, a major part of the 50s for us that were listening at the time. But another major part of the 50s that I touched on in my first show, and which I think is just worth exploring and listening to, uh, because it's, I don't know, I, I guess it's less of a thing nowadays, but, uh, and those are the novelty songs and the TV show themes. Those were away from the mainstream. Uh, they had their own reasons for existing. Uh, most of it was just cleverness on some people's parts, uh, but they were enjoyable part of it. So I'd like to play a couple of uh, novelty songs for you, and uh, they do have a connection. They're both by David Seville. And uh, then I'd like to play just a couple of uh, uh, popular TV show themes, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we heard. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that... Doctor, you didn't love me true. I told the witch doctor, you didn't love me nice. And then the witch doctor, he gave me this advice. He said that, ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. You've been keeping love from me just like you were a miser, and I'll admit I wasn't very smart. So I went out and found myself a guy that's so much wiser And he taught me the way to win your heart My friend, the witch doctor, he taught me what to say My friend, the witch doctor, he taught me what to do I know that you'll be mine when I say this to you Ooh-ee, ooh-ah-ah, ting-tang, walla-walla-bing-bang Ooh-ee, ooh-ah-ah, ting-tang, walla-walla-bang-bang Love from me just like you were a miser And I'll admit I wasn't very smart So I went out and found myself a guy that's so much wiser And he taught me the way to win your heart My friend, which doctor, he taught me what to say My friend, which doctor, he taught me what to do I know that you'll be mine when I say this to you, oh baby Hoo-ee, ooh-ah-ah, ting-tang, walla-walla-bing-bang all right you chipmunks ready to sing your song Okay, Simon? Okay. Okay, Theodore? Okay. Okay, Alvin? Alvin?
Okay, fellas, get ready. That was very good, Simon. Naturally. Very good, Theodore. Uh, Alvin, you were a little flat. Watch it, uh, Alvin. Alvin. Let's not overdo it. Now, wait a minute, boys. Alvin, cut that. Now, You're listening to The 50s Experience on Wave Radio, Boston. Now, back to the golden oldie himself, Tony Thomas. Seven Sunset Strip. Do 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 do. 
77 Sunset Strip 77 Sunset Strip 77 Sunset Strip Seventy-seven Sunset Strip by Don Rolke and the orchestra. And I don't even think we knew who did that at the time, but we knew that song because we watched 77 Sunset Strip on TV with Ed Cookie Burns. Uh, we were probably more familiar with Cookie, Cookie, Lend Me Your Comb as a song, but uh, uh, maybe we'll play that someday. We're uh, desperate. And uh, before that, uh, famous... Uh, show for many, many years on TV, Dragnet. Just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. From 1951 to 59, they were on TV, and it was a great show. And that theme song uh, was from by Ray Anthony, and uh, this was the extended version that was sold, actually, as a record which uh, made the top ten in 53, uh, right in the middle of all that. And uh, But the show and the... Everything about that's, that theme song just brings back so many memories because it covered so much of the 50s, at, uh, basically all of the 50s, really, and a big part of the 50s for me and for the others as well. And before that, we had a couple of novelty songs. Novelty songs were a big thing during the uh, late 50s especially. And uh, these, uh, the first one was Witch Doctor by David Seville and... Even though it didn't sound the same, the Chipmunk song uh, was also by David Seville. And actually, neither one of those were from David Seville. Uh, they were actually both uh, from Ross Bagdasarian, uh, who was David Seville. And uh, he was also many other things in the uh, record industry, but uh, he uh, was definitely became part of the performing part of the record industry in in uh, fifty eight by having a song called the Witch Doctor in which he sped up his voice on the record and uh, uh, became a chipmunk and a group of chipmunks. Uh, Alvin Simon and Theodore um, were the product of uh, the speed up of uh, the chipmunks and uh, the chipmunk song. Uh, Christmas Don't Be Late was uh, probably the most famous one. Uh, I'm not sure whether I heard any others before that, but certainly that was the most famous one by him. And uh, just the idea of uh, having that uh, voice and that sped-up voice. Uh, of course, you know, we didn't know exactly how they did it then. We didn't care, but uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun song, and uh, um, 
It was uh, always good to listen to that one. And we did listen to it for quite a while. I mean, it was number one for a month or two, so uh, around that time. So uh, we heard it for quite a while. And, of course, The Witch Doctor was just a, a classic uh, a classic novelty song from the period. Very popular on the charts for a long time. We listened to it for quite a few weeks. So uh, it's, it was a fun time, and uh, we all enjoyed that kind of thing and all of the, the different genres of songs that we listened to at the time. But uh, we're getting near the end of uh, what we uh, can do or should be doing here uh, in this program. So uh, let's have uh, one final nice calm down twin spin. Pretender, a drift 
chance to play that song. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, the Platters are one of my favorite groups, and uh, they had so many popular songs at the time, and uh, we all listened to them and enjoyed them. Uh, the Great Pretender by The Platters uh, was number one in 55, and uh, Only You, which was uh, we played first, was uh, went to number five in uh, early in 55. And the uh, the lead singer, Tony Williams, uh, just an amazing voice and a wonderful voice, and I'd like to play more of the Platters, and, and I will sometime. Uh, platters were very emblematic of the era. Uh, they were parking lot attendants. They were discovered by some guy, some music guy that parked in their parking lot, and uh, it's just a wonderful, it was a wonderful time at that, at that point. And uh, uh, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, they were, this Only You, the first song I heard was in July of 55. A lot of people said that the Platters helped launch doo-wop music. And uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I, in, in fact, I'm not sure that I ever heard the term doo-wop until like, in 61 or something. Uh, there was that style, of course. Uh, and I'm not sure that the play... I always thought of them more as a ballad group, uh, smooth singing, and but rather than... And they certainly had harmony, but uh, they were more of a, of a finished group uh, that uh, their songs had, you know, had everything with them, the orchestra and everything else. But anyway, that that's just my opinion, and I digress. But uh, uh, certainly they were a popular group, and, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get to listen to them a little bit more. But uh, with that, I think it's finally time to bring this session uh, of the 50s experience to a close. And so... Um, I'd say my closing thoughts are that uh, I'm very 
very happy. I guess I can combine them with the thank yous. Uh, I'm very happy to be back again. And uh, there was just a big space there between uh, episode one and episode two, but uh, for whatever reasons. And it, uh, but we're on a roll again, and hopefully we'll be uh, able to have more of this. And I certainly thank uh, Pete and. Becca and John for having me come back. I want to thank my family and friend. Uh, thank you for all your support. Uh, and thank you to all of you out there that are listening. Uh, I hope that hearing about my 50s experience brings you enjoyment and good memories of the music that you first heard, whether it be in the 50s or no matter what musical era you grew up in. And uh, hopefully that will uh, be a pleasant experience for you. But for now, I'll just say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must.